What's up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen. This is season three, episode three of Joshua's Proximity. Wherever you're listening from, whether that be YouTube, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to, just thanks for tuning in. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Now, I know a lot of you want me to talk about what happened at the Oscars and the Will Smith incident and Chris Rock. I'm not going to really touch too much on it. This is what I personally believe. One, don't don't talk about nobody's wife, man. If you want to joke on somebody, joke on me. Don't joke on my wife, man. Your wife is always off limits, man. Don't you're crossing, you're playing a dangerous game. Once you start to joke with somebody's wife, man, it doesn't matter who it is. Because at the end of the day, a man's responsibility is to protect his woman at all costs. And that's what you saw happen with the Will Smith. That That's my first thing. The second thing is the Will Smith reaction is just a deeper cry out, I believe personally, of what Will Smith is going through. His woman has already exposed him on the round table talk, or I believe it's called the round table, when they had their own little situation where they was talking about an entanglement, and he was out there becoming memes and gifs, and he was crying on a national public platform. Um, so I believe that that Will, that Will Smith incident, it was a lot of things that was just built up at him, up inside of him, just getting released in one fellow hard smack i'm a ooh, that smack was just so brutal man uh for my youtube listeners i'm gonna show it in this next clip but yeah it was just it was just on another level but let's just transition just a little bit let's talk ncaa march madness now who can say that they saw this final four coming right now we have villanova kansas unc and duke this is the first time in tournament history that UNC and Duke will fight, will face each other off in the tournament. Now, for everybody that lives in North Carolina, for my Carolina fan, Carolinian family, we know what the Durham rivalry brings. We know what UNC, what they've brought. They've had Tyler Hansborough. They've had the GOAT, second GOAT, uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Um, they've had all these super talented UNC, I can't think of all of them right now, UNC players come through. We know what Duke has had. Grant Hill, J.J. Reddick, Zion Williamson, Kyrie Irving, uh, Jason Tatum, the list can go on and on. I can do the same thing for UNC. But this right here, this Final Four matchup between UNC and Duke is one like no other. Now, Bancaro early in the season in the ACC tournament said, yeah, we want Duke. I mean, we want Carolina. Yes, we want to face Carolina in a in a rematch so we can get our face back. And Duke got whooped. <laughs> Duke got whooped against Virginia Tech in the ACC championship game, I believe. And they, they didn't get a chance to, to play against UNC because UNC lost to Virginia Tech as well. But this is what Bancara wanted. We know what UNC is. This is the last time Coach K will face UNC Chapel Hill and what other way would you want to face that arch rival than in the Final Four? I believe that whoever wins this game will end up winning the championship. Now, one of my brackets, I've had Duke winning and all. 
I don't believe anybody saw St. Petersburg going and beating the number two team uh, on that side of the bracket, Kentucky, going then, then beating Murray State next, then going and beating Purdue next after that, making it to the Elite Eight and losing, ended up losing to UNC and actually looking like a 15th seed. Big shout-outs to them. And I don't believe anybody saw Kansas actually making it to the Final Four. Now, Villanova, obviously, they have championship pedigree. They're out of Philly, second team. They had maybe the easiest role out of these four teams that is remaining in the bracket. But I like Duke to win it all, man. Ban Caro is legit. I believe he's going to be the first overall pick taken in, NBA, in the next NBA's draft, and he should. Chet Holgram, Holgren, however, however you pronounce his last name, is overrated. He's seven foot and he weighs 195 pounds. He has no skill. Now, there was reports that his, his coach was talking about the physicality that Houston was bringing to the game. Now, what the hell is going to happen in the NBA? If I am Chet, if I'm his parents, if I'm his coach, if I'm his potential agent, I am tell, telling Chet Holgren to stay at least two to three more years. you got to get some more weight in you. And is it just me, or did it look like when he was actually against competition, he was kind of overshadowed? Do y'all really remember Chet Holgren? The first game, yeah, they, they played a, a 15th or a 16th seed. What about the next game? What about the game after that? Hell no, you don't remember him. Um, and I just believe, man, Villanova, like I stated, uh, not, Villa, not Villanova, I believe can yeah, Villanova has, has had the easiest role out of these four teams, man. But I just like Duke to win it all. Duke is phenomenal across the boards. Roach is legit. And when you look at teams that have won the national championship within the past years, it has always it has always came down to the best guard play. And I believe right now Roach in that backcourt is playing at another level. Since we're talking basketball, let's stick with it. The NBA right now, the Lakers are vying in for the playoff game. They are currently a half game ahead of the uh, San Antonio Spurs. They play tonight. They are the 10th seed in the Western Conference Finals. Now, I have been on record saying LeBron James heading into this season was not a top five player. Uh, you can say that that is of reach. LeBron James is still a top five player. But I don't believe that, obviously, what 37-year-old can. But he cannot elevate his team like he once did. He's in his 19th year in the National Basketball League. He is about to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time point, point record next year. But this team is awful. I don't care what anybody says. I'm looking directly in the camera. Russell Westbrook is not the problem. Russell Westbrook is not the issue with the Los Angeles Lakers. It's Anthony Davis. The dude has missed games more than anybody that I can remember. He has missed more games from a superstar that I can remember in any sport. Basketball, baseball, football, tennis, it does not matter. This dude stays in street clothes. Russell Westbrook has only missed one game. And it was back tightness, but as you, as we all know, it was around the trade deadline, and there was a rumors and reports that he might be traded and shipped to wherever. But Russell Westbrook is not the problem. It's Anthony Davis. 
Anybody that tells me this this issue of why the Lakers are the 10th seed, they're, they're out of their mind. The Lakers are too old. Anthony Davis is, is unreliable. Yes, Russell Westbrook turns the ball over, but they don't play any defense. LeBron James, he'll probably lead the league in scoring this year and get a scoring title. But what about his defense performance? He can only sit in the chair for two minutes. What about after that? Russell Westbrook is not the issue with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers' problem is they're too old. If you go look at the top teams in both conferences, they're young and they can get after it. The Suns, the Memphis Grizzlies, the uh, Golden State Warriors, uh, the Celtics, the Heat, the 76ers, the Bucks. They're all young. They all can get after it, man. The Lakers, they're too old. They don't play any defense. And Anthony Davis, he is the sole reason, I believe. He's the, he is 75% of why the Lakers are the 10th seed in the West, man. It's not Russell Westbrook, dog. I don't care what anybody says. If you go actually go look at him, just watch him play sometimes. Yes, he turns the ball over, but he's giving everything you got. He may not play defense here and there. But can we argue about his, his, his willingness to go out there and perform night in and night out? He's not going to take a back sheet, seat. He might shoot the ball 15 times and only make three shots. At least he's shooting the damn ball. Anthony Davis will shoot the ball seven times and in the second half shoot it once. It's all on Anthony Davis, bro. I don't care what anybody has to say. Russell Westbrook is not the issue with the Los Angeles Lakers, man. And I'm going to stick by that. I'm just going to change topic just a little bit. Now, I'm a guy that believes two things can be true. This microphone is gray. My hands, they're black. Two things can be true. When you look at the Indianapolis Colts, they are in quarterback purgatory. The Indianapolis Colts have traded for Matt Ryan. They gave up their third-round pick of this year. Since 2016, the Indianapolis Colts have had let me make sure. One, two, three. They've they have had six start, six different starting quarterbacks since 2016. Andrew Luck, Scott Tolson, Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and now Matt Ryan. What do we think Matt Ryan is rated right now in his career? Is he an elite quarterback? Hell no. Do we believe Matt Ryan can get the Indianapolis Colts to the AFC Championship game? Hell no. Do we believe right now that Matt Ryan could get them to a wild card spot? Yeah. Right now, Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz? Give me Carson Wentz. The thing that I, the problem that I have with the Indianapolis Colts is I personally believe that they should have just rotted out one more year with Carson Wentz before they jump ship. Now, this is a team that doesn't have a first-round pick this year. I don't believe they have a first-round pick next year. But what is, what is it with them? They don't have any receivers. When are they going to get a receiver? Are they going to pick up Landry in free agency? Are they going to pick up Odell in free agency? Who is the outside threat outside of Jonathan Taylor and even Michael Pittman? Who is going to make a difference on that offensive side of the ball? They're old. They have a great line, they have a great running game, but the Indianapolis Colts, if you ask me right now, is a 10-17 and 17 out in the first round. They, they, they should have stuck with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz did not play bad this season. 
He made some boneheaded plays. And, yes, he didn't beat the, the Jacksonville Jaguars when they needed to get into the postseason. But you don't just jump ship off, off of one year, bro. He played phenomenal against the uh, Baltimore Ravens. He put up almost 500 yards. He was out of his mind, but the defense just couldn't get a stop. And when you look at Matt Ryan, he's old. He's an old 37. He's an old 36-year-old quarterback. He's not like Tom Brady when he was coming off his MVP year or, or Aaron Rodgers. Matt Ryan is an old 36, bro. Do I believe he's a Hall of Famer? No, I don't. He has the numbers, but the three, four Pro Bowls, he has one MVP. But go look at everybody else that's in the Hall of Fame. Is he up there with Drew Brees? Is he up there with Big Ben? Eli Manning, if you ask me right now, I would take Eli Manning. Not right now, obviously, but both in their careers, Eli Manning or Matt Ryan, Eli Manning. What are we saying right now? Indianapolis Colts, they are on the exact, exact same page as the Carolina Panthers. Now, the thing, my issue with my team, the Carolina Panthers, is we don't have a game plan in set. We just traded for Sam Darnold last year. We picked up Cam Newton last year. And there's, there were reports that everything was done with Deshaun Watson, but the Carolina Panthers just couldn't guarantee his third and his fourth year. If you have a superstar quarterback at the age of 26 and you tell me you cannot sign him because you didn't want to guarantee his third and his fourth year, what the hell are we – why are we even playing football? Are we even trying to win a championship? Are we even trying to make a deep run in the postseason? Kenny Pickett, I'm tired of quarterbacks with two gloves on their hands. I don't want another Teddy Bridgewater. He has small hands. Now, I'm not saying small hands is a, a direct correlation on if you're going to be a good quarterback in the National Basketball Association. I mean, not national, in the National Football League. But still, he has small hands. He uses two gloves. What about when it gets rainy? Because you're not going to be playing uh, in, in a dome everywhere in the NFL. It's just not going to happen. I don't like us even looking at Kenny Pickett, our owners from Pittsburgh. It's just not looking too good for my team right now, man. And since we're talking to Sean Watson, let's talk about what the Browns gave up for this superstar quarterback. Now, like I stated, I believe two things can be true. Deshaun Watson was not found guilty on any criminal charges, and he got traded to the Browns for three first-round picks in 2022, 2023, and the 2024 draft. He was traded for two-fourths this year in 2024, and he was traded for one-third 2023. The Browns also gave him $230 million fully guaranteed. Now, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, if you can keep DJ Moore, if you can keep Robbie Anderson, if you can keep Christian McCaffrey, and the only thing you have to give up is, is six draft picks, you go for it, bro. This guy is a superstar. Now, I was on a Baker bandwagon. I'm still here and there with Baker, but he's no Deshaun Watson at all. If Deshaun Watson got $230 million fully guaranteed, what the hell is Lamar Jackson going to get? Two hundred seventy. He has an MVP, but it just goes to show you, man, that when you have a young, a young, a young superstar, budding superstar, 
out in the market, you go all in for it, man. And I believe right now he makes the, the Cleveland Browns at least a top five team in the NFL and definitely out, definitely out in the AFC. I see the Cleveland Browns going 11-6. and six. He's not, He might not play the first eight or nine games of the season, but outside of that, the Cleveland Browns, man, they're a legit team now. As there's reports that OBJ might go back to them. Even Jarvis Landry might go back to him. But it was all worth it, bro. This quarterback, he is sensational. And the Cleveland Browns, they struck gold with this. All right, to wrap up Season 3, Episode 3, let me just go ahead and give out my final four predictions. Duke will beat UNC 69-58. Villanova will beat Kansas 73-60. to Villanova versus Duke. Duke wins it all. And my last little bit, I don't believe that the Lakers will make the play-in game. It's sad. They are a bad basketball team, and I'm blaming on Anthony Davis, man. The Lakers will not make the play-in game. LeBron James, even if they do make the play-in game, He's out of there. He's not making the eighth seed. They're not making it in. But without further ado, man, that concludes, you know, season three, episode three of Josh's Proximity. Appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, Until next time, man, I'm back right here next week. Let's get it, baby.